Well, hello and welcome to this next episode of Simply Connected. I'm excited that you are with us. I am excited to be here with uh, my colleague and teammate, Sandy Hill, and just excited about this episode. This week, we've got uh, another team member of ours joining us to share some great information. And uh, we're actually gonna be joining Sandy on that interview. Sandy, you wanna tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, we have Travis Corgi with us this week, and he is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to like financing and, and all everything that has to do with like business and business purchases. So he did a great job of explaining some of the things um, when purchasing a technology solution for your you know, company or school, but also he went into um, a service that we offer called AV as a service, which it's great. You'll, you'll enjoy it. No, well, I'm excited about it, and uh, we'll go ahead and listen to the interview right now. Hi, this is Sandy Hill with Data Projections, and I'm so excited to have on our podcast today a colleague and friend, Travis Corgi. Travis works with me at Data Projections and has a wealth of knowledge that we're going to discuss today. Travis, won't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Hello, everyone, and as Sandy mentioned, I am the VP of Finance here at Data Projections, and my background is in corporate finance. I have a 20-year career and also I have degrees and um, I have a Master of Business Administration degree and also a Master of Finance degree. And so education degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That means you're smart, Travis. I, I try to be. <laughs> But uh, it, it's really, it, it, so my career is really focused on corporate finance and and a large part of my job at Data Projections and every other company I've worked for is enabling internal and external clients to acquire technology in the most economically favorable way possible. So it, it's very important when you're buying technology, you know, what means are you using to go out and acquire it? Are you financing it or, or paying with cash? What type of return are you looking at? Uh, what is the timing of your, your cash flows? And is that technology going to become obsolete over the next couple of years? There are many considerations when, when buying technology. So I hope to shed light on that today and help educate everyone. Perfect. That sounds great, Travis. Okay, so the first thing I want us to talk about a little bit is the various markets that we sell into. So Data Projections is a Texas-based company. We've got four offices in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin, but we do service almost every reach of the state. Um, and our clients, we have clients in the various sectors from K-12, higher ed, government, and also several different corporate types of accounts. So one thing that we work with our clients on is basically how they, like Travis just said, how they fund their technology initiatives. So with our government and K-12 accounts, let's just go there, they basically have a couple of different ways that they can purchase equipment. And Travis maybe can explain this even better. One thing that we discuss with these entities are a CapEx versus an OpEx expense, because these entities are not funded by, they're funded by basically the government, right, Travis? That is correct. So they don't necessarily have a lot of operational expense to work with. You want to expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. And OpEx versus CapEx is extremely important, especially today. And so when we talk about OpEx, we mean operating expenditure. And when we say CapEx, we mean capital expenditure. 
and they, they are, are very different. And I'll actually, I'll actually start with CapEx and why it is so, uh, it's hard for any enterprise, you know, public or private, to, to have large CapEx spending at, at certain times. And CapEx always requires a, a very large upfront investment. So you are, you are usually acquiring a fixed asset and you're paying for it with cash or some type of, of borrowed money on the front end. So you're making one lump sum, lump sum purchase at the beginning of acquiring the technology. And of course, that, that not only requires a lot of cash or a lot of capital, but it requires a lot of budgetary approval. You have to go out and find a funding source. You have to, to jump through a lot of hoops and it, it, it can be, you know, it can be trying for it for any enterprise. And I'll talk more about that later on as well. But then an operating expenditure by contrast is a, it's a monthly expense. So it's a monthly expense that goes in your profit and loss statement. And that expense is spread out over time and it is very predictable. So usually it is a lot more appealing for a, a finance leader or, or some type of, of lender to help you out with, with, with operating expenditures because it's just, it's a much lower investment. You know what it is, and it's spread out over a, a pretty big period of time. Okay, so that's funny that you say, um, you said on your, what, what what was the document you said on your profit and loss sheet? And it makes yes. me think of when I took accounting in college and really, really shouldn't have. I, that was definitely not my expertise. But on that account, so one thing that companies and any any type of customer deals with right now is like software as a service. So Microsoft and those types of things, those would be OPEX because they are monthly expenditures, correct? Correct. Um, these days, most people refer to them as subscription services. Okay. So really you, you pay a monthly payment, it's a subscription and you're not, you don't really want to own any assets. So in, in times past, people would buy software licenses. They, they would buy them and, and, and hold on to them and depreciate them. But these days, usually you, you're on a subscription. You don't actually own a license, but you, you pay Microsoft or Apple or Amazon a monthly fee and you use their services. Okay, got it, got it. So what we're, what we're trying to get at here is how, no matter what, AV is a technology expenditure that companies definitely you know, varying depending on what your environment is, look to for their boardrooms, for their conference rooms, for their classrooms, um, and all these different areas. And, and on occasion, it can be um, a pretty big expense to put in like a larger system. And, and we know that. So, Travis, let's focus on technology and the ever-changing environment we live in. Can you give me some highlights of technology products and how quickly they change? Yes. Yeah, so... All technology is quickly becoming obsolete, as you've probably seen with every piece of technology that affects our lives. If we're talking about AV, and there are many products that will rapidly depreciate. And for, for example, I'll use um, LED displays. So we're all you know, pretty familiar with LED displays. And um, we, we and I've seen personally how they depreciated very quickly over the past. And, in you know, talking about our AV as a service program, which we'll get to in a minute, and, and also just you know, to, to better educate internal and external clients, I actually did a study on exactly how fast a 98-inch LED display will depreciate. And ah. so it, I, I thought it would be helpful. And I, you know, it's, um, I was very curious. So I had to pull together a bunch of data and, 
And uh, so, so basically over a three year period, your average 98 inch LED display will depreciate by about 96%. So at the end of a three year period, that display will have about 4% of its initial value. So if you spend, wow. it's pretty amazing, right? And so if you spent $10,000 on an LED display, it would have about $400 in value at the end of three years. Okay, that is really interesting. And I'm sure that impacts a lot of kind of the market and the way that technology is purchased for sure. I'm thinking that not only the depreciation, I guess you'd call it depreciation, right? Yes. So not only that, but over probably the last five years, we've seen the prices of a 98 inch display drop significantly. And I'm sure that definitely has some impact on that as well. But that is really fascinating. It reminds me of driving your car off your lot and driving a new car off the lot. And what do they say? It drops so much in value just that first day, but maybe not in today's world. Holy moly, cars are expensive <laughs> right now. Glad I don't have to buy one right now. Um, okay, so that, le that segues us into AV as a service. So as we discussed earlier, you know, software as a service, subscription services, that type of thing. So this is a new trend in the AV industry. And um, basically it allows the customer to acquire like the total tech per solution today and pay for it over time, which we do with a lot of things, even personally. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit more Travis, do you want to, Data Projections created an infographic that really does a good job of kind of explaining some of the, some of the key highlights of AV as a service, but um, Travis, you want to start with talking about like the first four elements that we have on our infographic? Absolutely, and the infographic does a great job of telling you at a high level, you know, what, what is AVAS and, and what benefits does it have? And it, so our infographic will start off by telling you, you know, basically, you know, what Sandy just told you, it's, it's as easy as one monthly payment for your, your AV system that you are, are getting benefits from over, over a period of time. And I liken it to almost like an iPhone. You don't go buy your iPhone, but you, you pay a monthly fee and, and you get the benefits of your iPhone. And if you have to make changes along the way, those can happen. Well, it's similar here. And a lot of these different elements of the infographic will will kind of show you what I mean exactly. But it starts with with cash flow, and and also it, it really makes the distinction between opex and capex, which we talked about earlier. And so when when I say opex, I mean you know AV as a service, and and if if you're not doing AV as a service, you're making a lump, lump sum purchase. So I'm going to talk to you about the uh, you know the benefits and disbenefits of each. But it, it all starts with cash flow, which is very important, and it's a good starting point that's actually associated with all the other points that follow. But rather than spend a, a ton of, of cash up front for, for an AV system, why not have a monthly payment, hang on to your cash, and go do what you do best? Instead of investing in a quickly depreciating asset, why not go invest in something that can earn a return for your business? And so uh, most of us are not in the business of, of, of buying technology and selling it. And so it's finance and economics 101. You should never invest in a rapidly depreciating asset. And so that's really the idea here. So hang on to your cash flow and go, you know, and, and reap the benefits of a system. And, and you don't really need to, to, to own the technology at the, so if you have a three-year AVAS term, at the end of those three years, you simply refresh your technology and you can keep your monthly payment around the same as long as your system is 
um, reasonably similar to the one before. And so that's really cash flow. It's, it's really it's easy as you know using your cash on what your business does best instead of depleting your cash and um, and reducing your ability to, to respond to, to anything that might happen in today's economic environment. And there are many, you know, with the pandemic and with economic uncertainty, you know, cash is as important as ever. And so hang on to your cash and have a monthly payment is the, um, the basic premise behind cash flow. And then the second item on the infographic, it, it talks about credit lines. And so that's very, it, it's highly tied to cash flow. But, you know, we, uh, most businesses do have a revolving credit facility or some other type of credit line. So if, if you don't have cash on hand for a lump sum technology purchase, you could also go borrow against your credit line. However, um, you also run up debt on your on your credit line, and then we also have financial covenants that you have to live by. So it can it's not the best way to to maybe finance a purchase. So if you do ABS as, as a service, you are preserving your bank lines. So you're you're keeping all of your availability there, and you're also creating a new funding source, a new credit source. So as a it's um it's a great thing to have managing risk is the the next item and the idea behind that is is you know pay for your equipment as you are generating a profit so you're, you're more closely aligning the benefits from a system to the pro profits you're generating in your business rather than going and using a bunch of cash which will, will the, the return is very it's very hard to tie that to a return maybe three or five or seven years down the road so it's just, it makes a lot more sense to, to have this expense on a monthly basis. And then you generate your profits alongside that and they're highly tied together. And you could also keep them in line. So if your business is, you know, not generating as much of a profit in the future, you can, you might not have the needs that you had before with Navy system. On the flip side, if you start growing your business, you may have greater needs. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So the next couple that we have on here are budgeting and buying power. And one thing that we have come across is some entities, we, we have some school districts that we work with that actually set up retrofit cycles for their schools. So like every five years, they are budgeting a certain amount for a campus to get upgraded technology. And of course, that very much includes computers. I mean, I know that's one that five years is probably a long time, but it does include some of the other AV um, equipment that we sell. So, you know, that budgeting factor is, is really important. How would you, I mean, I guess on the budgeting buying power, how would you advise our clients and why AV as a service supports these two concepts? So the budgeting thing is huge. So as a, as a finance leader, and it, as a VP of finance at Data Projections, I, I like a stable budget. I like predictable spending. And I, I think that's probably true for most finance leaders, especially in, in uncertain economic times, you want something you depend on on a monthly basis and you want to reduce as much risk as possible. And so what ABAS can create is a very stable IT budget that is predictable out for the next you know, three years or whatever your, your term is. And you have predictable spending over that time period as well. And that's not only predictable spending, but it's also less red tape for you and your budget committee. Often, um, when you have a, a monthly expense that doesn't change, it's pretty easy from a budget perspective. And you know, you look at you look at the acquisition on the front end, but then it's pretty much set for the next three years if you had a as a service agreement. 
However, with, with, with CapEx, it, it's a lot different. And for those of you who've been through you know, a budgetary cycle and you're, you're trying to get a bunch of CapEx approved, it, it can be very, very hard. So when you're asking for a, a very large lump sum of cash, it, it is just um, a, a lot of work and a lot of planning and you, you have a lot more risk at hand. So from a budget perspective, uh, a lot of finance leaders and a lot of you know, end users find it much more um, much more desirable to have a, a you know a monthly arrangement you know an as a service arrangement. That's why I think AVAS is a great solution for a lot of companies. And as far as the buying power, it just it it goes along with the really the budgeting argument. It just gives you a lot more um, a, a lot more power to go out there and get today's technology that you might not be able to get if you did not have this AVAS as a service option. So if you had to go produce a big lump sum payment, you might not be able to do that. Your budget committee might turn you down, but there might be a lot more success with a, a three-year term where you have this much smaller monthly payment. That is very true. And the one thing that's really interesting in the AV industry is we have definitely seen the cost of AV equipment and the solutions are becoming simpler and it has definitely impacted the cost to actually put in a new AV system. So, and, and that's great for clients. I mean, we, you know, we are forever looking at new, new types of solutions, products. Um, we are very picky about who we partner with as a manufacturer and they keep us abreast of what's the best and the newest thing coming out, that, you know, for the AV solutions, you know, AV over IP is one of the biggest that is, um, so prevalent now and so easy to deploy and it just it just makes for a more complicated system easier to install and easier to use which is what you know what we want for our customers so the next one on here is technology so um, we actually have a great example of this so it's easy to add on or upgrade technology with minimal impact on your monthly payment so we had a client that we put in um, AV equipment in seven conference rooms and one training room. So it had interactive displays, it had sound systems where necessary, um, but basically just, you know, the ability to, to go in and collaborate. Well, when COVID hit and they were all working from home, at one point they called and said, and they did do AVAS, they called in and said, okay, we definitely see the need for video conferencing in every single conference room because we're going to be dividing our staff up and some are going to be at home and some will be in the conference rooms, but we want to be able to utilize more conference rooms. So the ability to add in cameras and mics and everything that they needed to do video conferencing in those rooms was just a simple add-on. It was, you know, we proposed what we needed to do and their um, monthly payment changed very little and they were able to add all of that equipment. So that, that, was, that was a great experience for them, for the client. Um, so, and then the next thing, Travis, talk to me about infl inflation. Yes, inflation, it's a big word these days. It's something that we, we did not hear a whole lot about for several decades, but it's uh, been all over the news. And so, as I'm sure many of you, of you have seen, the US and many other parts of the world, we're entering an, an inflationary period. So we're in a period of high inflation. Everything from you know, beef to clothing to cars to technology, you're seeing huge price increases across the board. 
If you take the uh, the CPI or the consumer price index, uh, I think it hit 6.2% last month. And that's it hasn't been that high in over three decades. Mm. And so it, this is not something we're used to. And it's something that we're a lot of people are becoming more used to. And this high inflation environment is not going to um, get better for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's something that we will have to live with and plan for and so forth. And one thing AVAS can, can give you the ability to do is to go out and um, basically create a, a hedge against uh, inflation. So you could buy today's technology with tomorrow's dollars. Uh, you might not have the ability to go produce, to get the cash to buy a large AV system today, but with AVAS, you, you can go acquire such a system and you could do it with today's dollars. So instead of dealing with much higher prices a year or two years down the road, you could acquire that technology today and start reaping the benefits. And I guess with, you know, so tell me from a finance perspective, inflation, you know, when we were talking about the 98 inch display losing its value um, with inflation, kind of do you see a little bit of a change in that? I'm thinking about used cars right now. I mean, used cars are sometimes more expensive than new cars in certain entities. So talk to me about how that is that a real thing or am I just. Make it no, it is completely real. And, and with no market, is it more true than used cars? It's pretty amazing. Um, it, it's uh, unprecedented. But yeah, even with so with displays or, or other uh, other technologies, you, you will see price increases. So that the inflation will spread throughout technology, uh, is what most economists and most um, most market experts are saying. So with, with displays and many other um, uh, many many other pieces of AV hardware, you will see price increases. And it's just, it's really another argument. If you have, um, and there are many needs for AV today, especially in today's environment. So if you you need an AV system, which could provide a lot of benefit to your business, it, it, it's worth taking a look today. And you can get an AVAS agreement that won't really hurt your budget and would be uh, pretty easy to, to come up, to keep up with from a cash flow perspective. And you can actually get today's prices, which may be much better than prices a year down the road. Right, right. Well, Travis, it's been a joy. Thank you for coming on our podcast today. You're a wealth of knowledge. And I very much enjoyed and thank you for explaining the AV as a service, as well as some of the other financial um, details with purchasing AV equipment. You're very welcome. And it was a joy to be on the show. And I, I Look forward to maybe doing these again in the future. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Chris, so what'd you think? Well, I thought that was really cool. And you know, like you've said in the in the interview, uh, we are extremely lucky to have someone like Travis to be a part of our team, you know, just with his wealth of knowledge, but also just his ability to be able to explain some of the you know nuances that go into dealing with solutions like AV as a service and, you know, financing situations and, you know, the, the inflation and, you know, right. year over year and applying it to what we do, but not only that, but what our clients do. And I think it's, it's exciting to hear his perspective on all of that. I agree. I agree. One of the, the things that I thought was pretty cool about it and thinking about it is just how, you know, one, how fast sometimes technology can uh, depreciate uh, over time, but how you can you know, get a solution right now and be paying a cost um, that is going to hold true for a few years. And you're saving yourself some money along the way. And I just think 
how how can we get you know our our clients to truly see what that's going to be and i think maybe that's maybe another conversation we can have later is what do we have to do to get people to see how this can truly be an advantage for them yep i agree well thank you for joining this episode of simply connected and we look forward to you joining us in a couple of weeks sounds great talk to y'all later